millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome back to the Des Bishop Podcast. It's uh, March 19th. 2020. We've got a great episode coming up with Joanne McNally, which uh, at this moment we're currently on TV in Ireland together in, in uh, Tenerife. Um, and uh, we, uh, we've we been trying to get Joanne to be a regular on the podcast for a while, but uh, I finally um, got some uh, techno- te- technical equipment to her, some recording equipment. And uh, today was a kind of a, a test run that I'll put up. We had a few technical problems, but not bad. There was a bit of a delay on the phone. I, I do with Katie a lot. For some reason, I couldn't get like a good non-delayed line. So, you know, um, I'm rushing out these episodes just because I feel like people have nothing to do. So, you know, bear with us on this one. I, it's not bad, honestly, but there is a little bit of a delay. So sometimes we talk over each other or there's like those pauses. But um, all in all, it's pretty good. We talk a bit about the world we're living in. And then we... Uh, we get into a little bit funny enough about about women in comedy, not 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 your classic women in comedy, but just kind of like sort of a current look at the world of comedy, but you know, uh, with, with more women in it, which is the way it is now, and then also just just a bit about female relationships, actually, which is very interesting. So anyway, stay tuned for that. And um, I don't have much to add other than I'm back in New York now. Uh, it was kind of a last minute decision. Um, cause you know, a lot of people know I have this house by the beach out in West Hampton and it's our family summer house and I do like spending the summer here and it's actually the last, you know, it's, it's our family house, you know, and I like it. And, uh, so I got panicked on, uh, St. Patrick's day that they might just like shut down the airport for a good while. Uh, so I, I took the chance and I got on a flight yesterday and, um, well, hopefully I didn't pick anything up, but if I did, I guess it's not the end of the world. Hopefully I wouldn't be one of the unlucky ones that has a very bad reaction. Um, also, just to say that today is actually the anniversary of my mom's death. It's been a year, would you believe, since I banged out uh, <laughs> banged out an episode of The Shift talking about my mom just dying, which is strange because yesterday I, I flew back. On the exact same day that I flew back last year, two years in a row, crisis flights, you know? I don't know which is more depressing. Honestly, this is crazy. So what I might do tonight, I'm going to have a little nap. I have I have to, I have a, a call with Australia at 8.15 p.m. It's currently 4.53 p.m. here. Definitely going to need a nap because I've been up since 3 a.m. I've kind of woke up on Irish time. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get this up and I'm going to take a nap going to do that call and then maybe tonight I'll do uh, an episode that I'll put up tomorrow which will be uh, one year since Island Bishop died just to check in with all that but we won't get into that today we've got a great episode with Joanne coming up um, right now and uh, I'll talk to you after the episode well anyway let's not worry about that now here we are we're, we're, we're just doing an episode for the crack really for the crack because uh, we we're bored and we have no job we, we, 
we've just done the Ray Darcy show, and uh, it, you know that was that was fine. Also, also strange. Two people on the phone with Ray Darcy in the middle, but uh, we've got. This is what that. it's going to be now, isn't it? It's just going to be constantly like WhatsApp calls, skyping in for interviews to sell nothing because we've nothing to sell. But like, yeah. Well, I mean, at, at the end of the day, this is kind of a this is kind of a you know uh, entertain people for the sake of entertainment and see how it all you know, see how everything f- sort of falls in place afterwards. The, the the concept of selling anything is over. It is, yeah. There's nothing to sell. There's, and there'll be no telly made. There'll be nothing made. They've stopped making any standards. Did you hear that? Well, they, yeah, they, they, but they're not making telly because of the proximity of people as opposed to the fact that actually there's probably, it's probably a pretty important time to have content. I know. My poor mother, she was like, when she heard they weren't making any standards anymore, that was when it really hit her. This was very serious. <laughs> I was like, what, what do I do? And I was like, that, that, was, that was the moment. That was the moment when we realized, my God, how are we going to get through this? <laughs> Actually, to be fair to her, my mom was the one taking it seriously before I was taking it seriously. She was like hand sanitizer. Like she was like wearing it like a suicide belt full of hand sanitizers. Like she was well set up. Yeah, which is great. For me, the moment that it hit me that this was going to be serious is when the squash club closed and we couldn't play squash anymore. And I was like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, how am I going to... You know, I, I, I break up I break up my days. Like when things started to slow down and, you know, my shows were canceled, I was, my days were kind of like, my, my awake days were kind of like four quarters, you know? Yeah. And like one of those quarters was get in my car, go out to Sutton, play squash with my buddy Nikki, get back in the car, probably pick up something on the way back home and then, you know, begin quarter two, <laughs> you know, like make some content, whatever. So suddenly I was like, oh my God, I, I now have a full quarter that I'm not going to be able to fill up. What am I going to do? You know? Everyone has their moments. Everyone has their moments. Do, um, do, do you know who you sound like? Your man, remember your man from About a Boy? It was a Hugh Grant. I need to break up yeah, what, days into blocks. Oh, I, 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 you know, it's funny. I saw that years ago, but I don't remember it. Do you remember his dad had written a Christmas song and he was living off the royalties, so he never had to do anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So he broke up his days into blocks. Now, this isn't my normal day. This is a this is the coronavirus life. <laughs> You've a gorgeous. No, this life. isn't what I. Yeah, but this isn't what I do normally. You know. No, but you you do live a nice bachelor life. Oh yeah. Listen, pros and cons. You know, right now. Right now, when you're you're looking into a sort of a, a prolonged future of just being on your own, I, I don't know, you know. I mean, I know, I know some people are probably thinking they're gonna they're gonna kill each other, but at the same time, you know, pros and cons in terms of uh, being on your own for six to nine to t- twelve weeks. I know it's the one time I'm like, I would actually, I wish I'd had a baby, or like even a husband, or like somebody. I wish I'd made more of an effort. I could do with the yeah. Company. I wish I had a dog. I, I, I apparently over here they're doing um. So my friend, a guy I know that's out here, he's looking into uh, adopting a dog. But I feel like all the dogs are adopted straight away. Like, Oh, no. So a friend of mine did that. You can get them from the pound now or from Dogs Trust. They're trying to get people to foster them. No, you, but I, I'm just talking about like this week. Oh, right. Okay. But you know the way, have you seen all the good stuff that's happening off the base, off the back of the Coronas? <laughs> the Coronas. Like, just hear the fish have come what, back what, into what? Venice. Oh, I haven't. I hadn't seen any of that. Have, have you got so the so so what? Fish are coming back into the canals. Is that what they're saying? Yeah. The wow, they're just saying like that. The, that quick. That quick. They're saying um, the carbon emission in London has been cut. It's fifty percent lower than it was this time last year in just the space of like a week. 
Yeah, I mean, I could see, I could see the benefits of that straight away. Yeah, it's like Mother uh, Nature's yeah. fighting back when, against us, basically. Yeah, some people are are, are trying to get into that, but but it, it really, I, I I would I would question if Mother Nature really is. Uh, if they're all in, in harmony with each other. Like, I'm really not sure if the microbes that cause the coronavirus are really, like, in tune with uh, Mother Nature. I'm sure they're no. just on a fucking solo run. It's not that. It's that we're not out. We're not in the world anymore. Humans aren't fucking with things anymore. So everything's improving. Oh, yeah. and to, oh, Definitely, it's, of course, it's going to be a positive for the environment. Yeah. But it's so embarrassing that it happens so fast. Like we're, we're so dangerous. Like we're so detrimental for the earth that even like a week, two weeks. Like it, honestly, you could look at this as um, that Mother Nature's. Well, let's, 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 let's find out. Wait, where did you get this information, by the way? My mate, Una. <laughs> no, I'm just curious. I'm just curious. Like, you know, just like, like basically. So every day. I think this is a great conversation, but I don't want to have a whole conversation based on like a meme, you know? No, Una basically like, every day she gets up and she Googles coronavirus good news and then all this stuff's coming oh, in. Oh, really? Like she rings me and she tells me about it. That's our who, little... Who's that? That's our little... Oh, sister. yeah. No, that's good. Yeah, I see this. This is a proper, uh, this is a proper news story. Yes! Nice. Yeah, cleaner air, cleaner water. Well, I, there you go. That's what, that's what so we do. So quickly. Like, we, we're like a cancer on the earth. Uh, well, I, 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 we definitely, uh, we definitely take advantage of the earth. That is a hundred percent. But at the same time, it's kind of like, how much are we? Well, the, the truth is that people say all the time that you know climate change, the the actions that we need to take. But this just goes to show the seriousness of the action that we need to take, and are we willing to deal with the consequences? Because right well, now, I, I would take, I would take a little bit more pollution and a little bit less you know, uh, of this isolation, but that's the thing. Well, it's, we're not equipped. Like, as in, I don't think you could be able, I don't think we can fix, we, me and you discussed this before. I think, I don't think you can fix the climate issue with, within a democratic society, because if we're given the decision to do things, we will, we'll, we'll make decisions for ourselves. Generally, obviously we'll do our recycling. That's, that's, well, I was just going to say that's shown by the way that, People don't actually proper uh, practice proper social distancing until literally they're told it's illegal to be outside. Yeah, you know, like exactly. If you just say, if you say gatherings of more than 100 people are no good, the pubs are still going to be packed. You know, we're going to cancel our shows, but the pubs are still going to be packed. So they had to shut the pubs. So it does show that like you do need, you need some serious regulations for yeah. people to change their behavior. Same as if you're driving a diesel car and the government's like, look, we'd really rather you were driving an unleaded car or an electric car. Will you swap it out? And you're like, well, that's going to cost me 10 grand. I'm not doing that. Whereas if they come in, they go, it's illegal now to own a diesel car. You've no choice. Then. Well, well, that's a little bit more complicated because actually... The diesel cars were sold as as uh, economically healthier, or sorry, environmentally healthier, and it turned out that that was a scam. But even so, but ne- just dealing with where we are now, as in, like, if your boiler is like dangerous, it's not good for the environment. If, I'm just saying, people will they'll want their hearts in the right place. They want to do the right thing by the environment, but it can't be at that much of an expense to them because everyone is trying to just survive, basically. Yes. Well, you know now I mean? we'll see. Now hopefully we'll see. some of this stuff. We'll see how- hopefully some of this stuff rolls over. 
Like I was talking to a friend of mine this morning and she was like, this is ch- it's going to change the way the world is and how we interact. And she's probably not wrong. Like suddenly, like I didn't realize we're basically just Petri dishes walking around, rubbing off each other and passing around things. And I'd be much more aware. I mean, I think I, I think that the residue, there, there will be a residue of, of changed behavior and there will be uh, people will have a better understanding for for how connected we are as a, as a, as humans on the planet, you know. Yeah. Uh, but but I, like with all these things, like nine eleven, uh, like SARS, you know, SARS and other uh, outbreaks that they had in Asia, it, you know, it, people won't change their behavior to the extent that uh, it, you know, th- there'll there'll be enough people that really care like the way we care right now. But I mm. do think that we'll have positive benefits moving forward. For example, like the Asians have reacted a bit better to this because particularly outside of China, they reacted better because they've, they've had a few of these out, outbreaks yeah. over the last two decades. And we haven't really, like we have, this is the first time this is, but like we've been in this position. It, or like, I think there was maybe, was there any SARS in the UK or Ireland? I don't know. But like, nah, they, they didn't travel. Just the coronavirus, it yeah. turns out, it's just, it's quite the traveler, you know? Quite the traveler. It's quite the traveler. Quite the traveler, yeah. Loves a bit of travel, does the corona. But that, so when I, I was in Wales for the weekend gigging and, um, you know, there was talk of like them shutting down the gym. Like the, the talk is more anxiety inducing than actually the facts. Do you know that way? Like the talk and people's worry and people's concern and, and the rumor mill and like they're going to shut this down. They're going to shut that down. They're going to shut you down. And I went to Wales anyway, came back and uh, came into Victoria's station and I, I got a real fright because I saw there was white people wearing masks and I was like, wow. If white people are, if <laughs> white white people people are wearing, wearing masks, masks this is, it's the end of the world. This is serious shit. Like, I've never in my life seen that. Oh, right. The mask thing. I feel, I, like, I, I, feel like, I feel like there was one other of the scares where people were starting to wear masks. I don't know if it was Ebola or H1N1, but one, one of the scares, I feel like there was, there was white people wearing masks. I've never seen it. Never in my life. Only, I've only ever seen um, Asian people wearing masks. And I always was right. wondering, I think because th- apparently it's because if they are suffering with a cough or a cold or whatever, they don't want to spread it because they've obviously been through this before. This kind of, they're more probably more germ aware. They're more virus aware than we are. Um, but apparently the masks. Yeah, yeah, they are. They are. They also are in the habit of wearing them because of uh, pollution. So they're really just in the habit of wearing masks more. You know. Yeah, but apparently the mask, as in like people rocking around wearing masks in the hope they don't get the coronavirus. Apparently the mask is is bullshit. Apparently it's not. The effective. mask doesn't. The mask does not help you not to get it, but it does help you not to spread it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Which is so it's not bad in that regard, and I guess it gives people some sense of uh some sense of comfort but yeah it definitely helps you not to spread it like when i got back to new york yesterday i was very paranoid i'd flown on a flight you know i just thought like i i you know i i've just been around a lot of stuff i i I really feel like i i was a walking coronavirus infester you know i was a vector i felt like a vector yesterday and i was thinking like i'd like to have a mask to not pass it on to somebody else right now you know do you like are you hand sanitizing to bits like are you all over it yeah, like anytime I touch anything, I hand sanitize. I, I walked in here yesterday and then I realized, fuck, I, 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 I shouldn't have walked around the house at all. I should have taken everything off and just, you know, just not brought anything in here. Because this house, this house hasn't been lived in and, and since last October. So it's, it, it, until I walked in, there was absolutely no way that coronavirus could have walked into this house. So suddenly I walk in with potential maybe a bit of coronavirus on my shoe. So 
somebody messaged me and was like, oh, you know, you Italians just take their clothes off if they've been outside. So I fucking ripped my clothes off and I, I, I sprayed everywhere that I walked around the house and I took the, those clothes off and I was like, because I don't have water running water until this plumber guy comes into the house. So I was like, I can't wash these clothes yet, but like just this room is just going to be the only room where like the, those clothes stay until I get a chance to wash my clothes. Then I'll wash them and I'll spray that down because I figured like, why not leave this house like coronavirus free? But this plumber's going to walk in with all his outsideness you know and then the 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 guy that fixed my air conditioners which i use for heating in this house he came in today with his outsideness so i'm already compromised <laughs> you are all these outside people compromised. I'm, I'm, I'm i'm isolating man i'm isolating i'm quarantined two weeks i travel from another country i'm isolating take your outside and stay out there the other what i say but apparently i don't think it can survive for that long outside of like your mouth and your nose. I don't know. I've heard so much information. I don't even fucking know what's true and what's not true anymore. I don't know. Did I tell you about the taxi man? Well, he was telling me, he was like, I was getting a taxi back from this job I was doing in London. And um, he was like, oh, I, I I know. He's like, I know the coronavirus is actually, ma- it was man-made in a factory for, I think he yeah, said it was, it, it, and it escaped like what happened in Chernobyl. <laughs> I was like, what are you on about? It escaped from a man-made factory like Chernobyl. None of that makes sense. And then he told me I was too sexy to get it. So I was like, okay, fair enough. You obviously know. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, t- talking about... I was talking like, I can't about touch anyone come anymore. On. I have to take my Talk about too bad. Come on, lines. It's like, I tell you what, I've always been attracted to creepy men with misinformation. <laughs> that's, that's well, my, I can't physically touch anyone. I need flattery in some capacity. Sure, my housemate's been on two dates since the whole thing kicked off. She meets them in the park. They stand three meters away from each other and they walk around the place. Who, who's been on your flatmate? Yeah, I was like, if you touch any of them and bring their skanky germ germs back into this house when we are flat out sanitizing everything. No one's having sex but now. She's, Thank she's God. Social distance, tin- social distance tindering? Social distance tindering, yeah. They just meet in the park and look at each other from across the park and just walk home. I don't know what nice. she's doing. Two meter tinder. Two, two meter tinder. <laughs> two meter tinder, yeah. <laughs> so I like funny. it, man. Sex is gone. I Sex like is two, over. Meter, two meter tinder. That's a good, uh, that's like a good theme for, for a shift episode, actually. Two meter tinder. Love at the time of Corona. Like, they'll have to do something. <laughs> if this goes on, which it will, like... We'll have to figure out a way of like, I remember reading an article uh, about, it. there was an Italian girl, I can't remember where I read it, and it was like dating in the time of the coronavirus, and she was talking about wearing a mask and all this. And I remember thinking, because of course I was being stupid at that stage, and completely deluded and didn't realise it was such a big deal. And I was like, going on a date wearing a mask, come on, would you not just like wait and just like date when things blow over? But this could go on for fucking months, months. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I mean, need a bit me, of something. Like- yeah, people are going to take risks eventually. But, you know, at the end of the day, like this period of time, social distancing and what we're doing now is meant to, you know, whatever. It's meant to to flatten the curve. But it also it also means that like in two or three weeks time, you're going to have a fair idea, you know, whether you've had it or not. Like you could have it right now. You don't know. That's part of this, you know. Yeah. So in two or three weeks time, we're going to kind of know who has it and who doesn't. So it's it's easier. You, you'll feel a bit safer in three or four weeks' time to maybe meet somebody. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, that requires everyone to be vigilant now. You know. But it, it doesn't matter. Like this is going to go on. Like so, what if I don't have it now? I can still get it. Like uh, you know, I could, the person I meet could have it. 
I'm not touching anyone. No, I know, but that's the whole idea. That's the whole idea of isolating. Like we're really all not supposed to be going out. I, I mean, know. Not going out is not going out is the way to really, you know, make sure that it's it, it's not happening. You know, I'd say there's a record level of wanking going on. Would you, especially in Ireland? Yeah, and do you know something? I have not wanked since the uh, since the thing kicked off. I'm not even joking. Now I did. I got a bit of action. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't say. I didn't say. I didn't blow a load. Yeah, I blew a load. But someone uh, did it for sorry, you. That, that, that's a bit. That's a bit. This you is the Des Bishop podcast, and I, I, I don't like to. I don't like to, to bring that that type of humor in here. Uh, this is a now. Now don't get me wrong. I like that type of humor, but I didn't mean to be so coarse there. But needless to say, I haven't actually. Um, done that yet you've had someone else do it for you you outsourced the blowing basically yeah 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 i had i had i had a right at the end of the sort of right at a time where it felt like it wasn't totally irresponsible to go out i had a little i had a little bit of action yeah a little bit of action yeah i'd say there's most lads now the mickey ripped off themselves yeah well you know it's safe that i made a joke about it song wise you know isolate masturbate that's the that's do it for humanity basically <laughs> don't you know, contaminate you do for humanity don't contaminate masturbate so i listened to uh i was listening to sam harris because you were telling me that you liked listening to sam harris yeah i listened to his latest episode talking about the coronavirus what do you think well it was good yeah what, what i really liked is that you have this weird scenario where some people just refuse to sort of take it seriously and there's kind of like this you know this 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 contrarian attitude mm. but it did it did what i did think was interesting is the dilemma of overreacting and having what turns out to be like 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 if ireland ends up not being too insane which it may or may not happen some people will say that well perhaps people in the past would have said that ireland overreacted because it wasn't so serious but that's the problem with taking things so seriously is you get a good outcome and then people say you overreacted whereas an actual fact had you not reacted, these things wouldn't happen. So that's no, what's so difficult about this. I think that's I don't I think that's different because that's that's when we're when we're told that there's going to be a really bad storm and then people get upset because there wasn't a bad storm. Do you know what I mean? Whereas like they're like, you told me I was going to get you told me my house was going to get blown away and I was all stressed. I know, but in this blown away. yeah, but this is but different in this because situation. the action that we take now will impact what happens. So if things if the result yeah, but that, is yeah, lower but, than they but expected, people people. It'll be because we did the right thing. People only, yeah, but people only started taking that action when they saw the horror of it. They didn't take it when it was better to take it. Yeah. I mean, there's always going to be the people who are like, it's just a flu. What's the big deal? Because they don't know what they're talking about and they haven't read up on it. And there's also you know, there's but even going to be like the men in the taxi who thinks it's man-made and it's it's a it's a revenge for Chernobyl or whatever. There's always going to be those whack jobs. But most people, I think, it, everyone's really happy with Ireland at the moment. I mean, in Ireland, we're usually we're usually very quick to find problems in how we react to things. But we seem to be doing a very good job. I yeah, but we, even I mean, I've even, had nothing to do with it. But, but even. But the whole of Europe could have reacted quicker, but they still were so worried about the economic... At the time, they were so worried about the economic impact of shutting everything down that they still sort of took their time and they still sort of played out these science... You know, that scientists say that there's no point in stopping flights. It wouldn't have done anything. But now we know that we we, we could have actually had... We could have had a little bit less spread had we acted a a, a little quicker. But there's also... Like it took... What? Boris did make like Boris did make one valid point 
uh, he's like, if you're going to ask people to self-isolate, there's only so long people will do that before people start breaking the rules, going out, sneaking around. Like, we're not built to be indoors all the time. Like, we're built to be out and about. So, like, there's only so long. He was trying to kind of shorten the amount of time that people need to stay indoors. And I understand it. No one's going to shut down the country because someone in England, no one's going to shut down Ireland because someone in England got the coronavirus. It's not going to happen. Yeah, but that like Italy now they're on total lockdown. I mean, they're going to be on total lockdown for a while. They're trying to stop the spread to because their health services. Boris is just trying to cover his ass. The truth of the matter is, he's talking in a hypothetical. He hasn't even he hasn't even gotten serious about doing it in the short term. So what's the point of saying, well, people aren't going to shut down for that long? He's just trying to cover his ass. He's full of shit. Yeah. Because the reality is that in the end, people have no choice but to fucking stay in their house. You know. Yeah. It only takes it only takes uh you know. 10 people to fucking die isolated from their loved ones before people go, holy shit, this is pretty serious. Yeah, I know. You know, so he's full of shit, really, because, you know, they'll they'll self-isolate long enough to flatten the curve. So what's the point of being like, well, they're not going to stay. Oh, so, so what? So, so we're not going to self-isolate at all because a lot of people are going to break the rules? That's ridiculous. I guess he was just like, this is going to go on for so long. That we need to, maybe he's lying. Maybe he was making it up. I don't know. Like people are like, it's just a cut. And I'm like, the, the, pro- the problem isn't, the problem is that the NHS, the HSE will collapse under the pressure of the, of a huge amount of people needing medical treatment at the same time. That's the main, that's the problem. That's the issue. It's not like people like me. Yeah, but he didn't. Yeah, but, but it's who do I pass yeah. it to? He, he, he was so, he was so late to responding to that reality though. Yeah. Yeah. You know, based on his stupid herd immunity thing. I know. I was like, Boris, you're saying you want me to get it. It feels personal. He's like, just get it. I was like, I don't want it. Well, that's what he was literally like, He was literally saying. He was he was saying, like, just let it run its course quick and then we'll just get back to normal. But yeah. I think he you know, every everybody underestimated the everybody underestimated the power of it. Yes, they that's did. The truth. Oh, it's weird living through like a little pocket of history, isn't it? Like you're like, this is going to be, it's a, like a, it's a historic moment. Although in saying that. It's historic. I, I, I stood about 20 feet away from my aunt yesterday, my mother's sister. She's, she'll be 79 in, in, uh, whatever, in the autumn, my aunt Mary. And, uh, she, she was like, I, I've never seen anything like this before. I said, I'm 44 and you're 79. I mean, you, you're you've lived a, you lived you've lived a full life, and this has never happened. This no. is seriously historical. Seriously, seriously historical. historical. But like she would have lived through wars. Did she, did she live through a war? Seventy nine. Well, she lived it? through Vietnam, v- Vietnam, Korea. But like she hasn't lived through she hasn't lived through any wars that like on her own turf. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Been, other than other than nine eleven, there hasn't been any sort of violent upheavals in New York that would have affected her. You know. Yeah. This is like living through a war, but it's a war on affection. It's like a war on physical contact. And in fairness, but this is like a this is this is definitely the first time in my life that it feels like a war in the sense that we're all in this together and we got to pull together. You know, yeah. like the bombing of London. You know, this sense that society society as we know it is now on pause, and to get through this pause period, we all have to work together as much as possible to 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 for a good yeah. outcome. You know, it's like we're being um, infiltrated by an invisible force we can't see it it's just like ju- like i was so paranoid at one point i was like can i get in the window like when it first started i was like what is going on i was terrified now i'm like oh whatever just calm down just stay indoors you'd be grand 
Just try not to get ridiculously fat. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. So um, have you got anything else going on in your life? Just just out of curiosity? Or is it... It's very well, hard to so- have anything else going on. Before, um, so obviously I was like, oh my God, fuck, what am I going to do for work? Because all my live stuff is gone now. And as well, like considering this will probably go on for a while, I'm like, right, I need to kind of think of another way of making money. So I have a couple of scripts in. I'll probably write it, maybe write another script. And then I'm, I was chatting to this book, this publisher about writing a book. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. I said to them, look, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. I'll give it some serious thought after Edinburgh because I need to write my Edinburgh show. But now that that's not happening, I think I'll just try and write a book. I mean, it's the perfect time to what, do what it. Would you, what would you write a book about? So they want short, they want, which they want what I would write anyway. So they were like, what we want, what we'd like you to do is write um, uh, essays. You know, like it's kind of, it's very popular now, women in their 30s writing essays. Like Dolly Alderton had a great one there recently. Um, Notes to Self was another one, but there's no comedians doing that. Now, of course there is, but not that I'm aware of. Um, so just like bits about like, so when I wrote Bite Me, which was my bulimia show, I originally, yeah. I originally was writing that thinking it would be a book. And then Una McKeever turned was like, let's turn it into a stage play. So I was like, fine, let's do that. But so, like, bite. But why don't so, you just write? Why don't you write bite me and other stories? Yeah, exactly. That's what it'll be. So it'll be like, you know, love, um, bite, like bite me is eating disorders, that kind of stuff, um, and just like bits that I've done. It's but it's not like it's it's a general female life book with no advice. Yeah, I know what you're that. saying. Yeah. yeah. A collection of a collection of prose. Exactly. Exactly. And I always planned to do it. I was just kind of putting it on the long finger because everything else so what do you more think, urgent. What do you think your main what do you think your main themes are gonna be? Body Well, obviously eating disorder, which we've discovered eating disorder oh body image. Body, friends. I'm I'm my new friends. my new thing now is like female relationships with each other. So like, you know, how women are with each other and like our kind of competitiveness with each other. And I meet a lot of guys who are like, who say things like, well, women don't really like each other. I'm like, we do. We adore each other. Women are very tribal. We we go into little tribes. And then when you're not in the tribe, like the modern term is girl squad, although I hate that term, but like there's something kind of primitive in it. We go into little squads, little tribes. And if you're not in it, we're very suspicious of you. (laughs) Female, like, so say for me living in London now, I found it way easier to make male friends than female friends in comedy. Men are just more open to it. There's not the same kind of, what do you want from me? 
like competitiveness to it. Whereas with women, it's much harder. So, 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 so there is a, so you, you do find it difficult to make friends in relation to women being competitive with each other. Yeah, I think so. And I don't even know if it's competitiveness. We're just not as, we're more locked down, I think. Men are just like, yeah, whatever. I'll meet you for coffee. No bother. But that, 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 that that's, it's hard to know. Like, that's a very much uh, career specific, isn't it? In the sense that, you know, you take a career like comedy where there's so few women for so long and it, it, it appeared for so long that there was so, there was very few sort of gaps in the market for a woman to fill in terms of the way the industry worked yeah. that women could be maybe quite protective over their little patch. Yeah, and I actually am speaking about comedy because I've made loads of really lovely women friends outside of comedy. So maybe it's just comedy is harder to make friends in with women than Female it is friends. with men. Yeah. Yeah, well, there's yeah, also I more guess, men. Hmm? There's also more men. To there's me, way more men. Than there is women. Yeah, but like there's a lot of women in comedy over here. Like a lot. Nowadays, yeah. Yeah, nowadays. I know, back in the day, remember Deirdre O'Kane saying to me, she was like, back in the day, it was just me. It was just me and the Nulas. That's all she had. It was her and the Nulas and the rest of it. It was like a total cock fest. Whereas that is definitely changing. Like I did an all-female lineup for International Women's Day down in Bath. And I don't, I've, I, when, you, when you hear an all-female lineup, you're like, oh God, it just, it always feels a bit tokeny or something. Um, but it was so cool. I, we, did, I did have a laugh. I did have a laugh one time. Ashley P said to me, yeah. Uh, Read the cat laughs, and Ashley P was like talking about. She was following a woman anyway. I know that, and yeah, uh, she was like, the, she was like, the funny thing is that with, with more women doing gigs now, you have to, you know, women sometimes can maybe talk about similar stuff. So you have yeah. to pay attention to the woman that's on before you because you don't want to talk about the same stuff. And I was like, oh yeah, is that a challenge for you? Just for the record, it's always been that fucking way for me because I've always been following guys. <laughs> I know, but but I you know, do. Like, I think I don't know what it is, but I do think men can men sometimes you don't have to be careful how you phrase this but women we do tend to hit on the same topics more than men do i think women do you think so because they're the yeah i think so yeah yeah i do although i remember looking there i I was following a male comic the other night and i was like fuck we've loads of the same material like we've loads of the same themes um but no i agree with ashley you have to watch the women and be like what's she talking about because we do tend to cover the same stuff. We often take yeah, a different look say, at it, but we do I'd tend say, to cover the same I, stuff. I, I, yeah, but I, I, I'd, say, I'd say men do too, but obviously if a man is following another man, he's listened, so he's not going to cover those same topics. So I'd say men are having the same feelings. It's just that you're not used to having those feelings. So you're thinking, oh, women are covering the same topics because it's only in recent times that women are following women, right? You know, yeah, it always yeah. the thing of like the token woman on the lineup or whatever, you know, like put the woman in the middle or whatever. You know, so yeah. now that there's more women, suddenly it's really more a case of you're just becoming aware of having somebody covering more similar topics than you're used to hearing rather than men cover a broader amount of topics it's just that you're not you're not being challenged by following a male in terms of similar types of material as much as you would be when you're following a woman and now yeah, suddenly you're, right. you're following a woman more so you're thinking oh shit there's more women you know women talk about the same shit i, I i'd say i'd say in terms of like uh topics you know like 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 an eclectic mix of topics it's it's probably pretty similar amongst the sexes because you're right because when you're when you're the, whenever you're the only female on the lineup you're guaranteed that you'll have a different angle than everyone else on things like you're guaranteed largely yeah yeah 
I've uh, yeah except for that one guy who I was talking about but when it's a woman you're like oh fuck what's she gonna talk about you have to watch her like a hawk <laughs> yeah well it's yeah fun, but now it's challenging you know, it's good it's healthy well I think it's healthy too because what happens is that it may also be it this may be that you 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 find that women cover a, a, a less of a range of topics, possibly because there was no need to cover a wider range of topics, and the 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 higher concentration of women in comedy will actually, uh, d- you know, just the natural competitiveness of it will drive a more broadness of of, of topics. And I, I actually think like the competitiveness, you know, this this sense of you're no longer a, the the less of a novelty you become, the better it is in terms of you upping your upping your game. Yeah, it's totally true. It's totally true. When you start, you're a novelty. What? Like when you start, you're not like you're fresh, you're a novelty, people are interested, whatever. And then once you kind of establish yourself slightly, then it's like you're you're just the same as everyone else now. Do you know that way? Now it's about material. It's about getting. And do you find... So, so you do find that 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 is a straight up bullshit stereotype. This kind of bitchy women, women not supporting each other. You you think that is a stereotype, or do you think that is a difference between male relationships and female relationships? What? Ask me that again. What do you ask me? Well, you know the way. J- just at the beginning, at the beginning of this conversation, yeah, you said that men men say, uh, "Oh, women don't. Women are competitive with each other, or whatever." You know that that's sort oh, of. Oh like no! Wait, women no, what men? Women are. Women are really competitive with each other. Men have said to me, women don't like each other. And I'm like, that's not the case. Oh, right. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Women are obsessed with each other. We're obsessed with each other. You've heard that saying, like, women don't dress for men, women dress for other women. Like, we're completely obsessed with each other. But we are competitive with each other. And I don't know whether it's, you know, it's probably a bit of, um, like, how we're wired. Like, and it's also probably a bit of what's been happening up to now. So, like, as a female performer, because there weren't that many of us, you're kind of wired to think that, oh, there's only so many laughs for women available. So if that woman is getting laughs, then she's stealing my laughs. Do you know that way? Um, yes. And now that's kind of going aside. But when, I mean, great things happen. Look, when I used to go to house parties. But I was look- thinking I was thinking more just I was trying to take it out of the comedy context there for a second to that broader thing, because that is a kind of a stereotype that runs around that sort of women don't like each other. The frenemies, you know, the frenemies thing, all that. We do. We're just tribal. It's just, I don't I don't compete with men. I don't really I do in comedy, but like outside of that, I don't really consider them much. Whereas with women, I do. I consider women all the time. Um yeah, I mean, like, I don't want to feed back into that stereotype that women hate each other. We don't. Like, we're mad about each other. Yeah, because I always, I always make well, kind of like a like a lighthearted thing about if ever I'm with a woman and she says, "I just all my friends are guys. I just, I just find it easier to be friends with guys." I'm always like, red flag. She's she doesn't like the challenge of female friendships. You know? Yeah, I know. I've always, I don't, yeah, I'm always a bit like suspicious when I hear someone say that as well. I remember Chelsea Handler slagging Angelina Jolie before when she ran off a of Brad and she was like, she's got no female friends. What woman doesn't have any female friends? And it's true. You do kind of think it is a bit strange. Um, there's no well, sexual I just think, competitiveness I just think going that, on as well. Yeah, but I, but in the, in, in the sense, I always think like you can't, it's there, there's a sexual component to friendship with a guy, even if there's no sexual attraction. There is just something about a sort of a a man looking for your approval. Uh, there's a flirtation. There's just a different energy, which is fine. 
mm-hmm. but if that's the only type of friendship that you have, I feel like you're you're possibly not developing other social skills that are required to have friendships with other women. You know, plus yeah, they or understand you, you. You only want you only want to be in friendships where you're being sexually validated. <laughs> like you're you've no time yes. for friendships that can't give you a sexual validation. It's kind of yeah, that's actually what it is. Yeah, I think that's definitely part of it, and I think that that's 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 like an indulgence, then you know. And I, I it's, I, I, it, it's not like I wouldn't trust that person straight away, but I would think that they require that validation too much, you know, yeah. and that that that's unhealthy long term. Yeah. Whereas I went through a stage, I was like, I don't really enjoy male attention. It's kind of annoying. It's not like I got a huge amount male of male attention. But, yeah, I don't. It's not like I get loads, but like, I definitely don't. I don't think I need it. I really don't. I don't think I need it. Now, I'm saying that, who knows, if I was starved of it for two years, maybe I'd feel it very differently. But it doesn't give me anything much. Like, I used to go to house parties in Dublin and I'd come home with women's numbers. Like, I would get more out of a female friendship than having some lad who I don't really fancy fancying me. I would get more satisfaction out of a new right. female friendship. Do you know that way? Yeah. No, I get, yeah, that's great. I'm probably more secure than I was. I'm just, maybe it's an age thing. I've just kind of grown into myself now. I'm just like, whatever. And you, you have strong female friendships, right? Yes. Plenty of them. They're like family. You're happy with your, you're happy with your squad. Happy with my squad. And I make new ones all the time. Like I, I, there was a, do you know the way sometimes you just meet people? I don't know what it is. I suppose it's like a chemistry or a a dynamic and it can be with lads who you click with or sometimes, you, like, have you ever met a man and you're like, you and me are going to be mates. We're like the same people. You see yourself in them or something. Yeah. It's like there's only five types of humans in the world. And you, when you meet the one that's like you, you just click. There's like a connection there. Male or female. And if they're, if they're the opposite. 100%. Op- like, yeah. The problem is, though, when you meet them and they're the opposite sex, if you're straight, you probably end up riding them, which is probably a mistake. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Well, that, that, can, that can be a problem. Yeah, you have to try to avoid that, though, because it's going to fuck everything up. It's going to fuck everything up. Everything. You know, because the jealousy is going to kick in then and, you know. But those, for, they'll never laugh. not la- a good like, idea, but. The worst thing that used to happen to me when I was younger is I'd meet these guys and I'd be like, oh my God, and we'd, we'd get on really well and then something would happen, like we'd score, we'd ride or something, and then it was gone. We weren't mature enough to work past it. And then they were just weren't my friends ever again. I was like, that's shit. So now I just never ride my friends. It's my main rule. No, you can't you can't you can't ride your friends. No. Unless you unless you're gonna your marry them. At our age at our age, you can't ride your friends unless you're gonna marry them. Yes. You know? And it's not a bad it's not a bad play to marry your friend. No, but No, you're right, it's not a bad play. In, are you considering opinion, are you considering it? To... No. <laughs> that was not a proposal, Joanne. That was not a proposal. <laughs> Have you got? How are you going to kill your time in the Hamptons? Well, right now because I've done a lot of travel. Because a few people reached out to me like straight away, you know, for like a walk on the beach and stuff like that. And I was like, "Oh, that'll be great." But then today, I was just like, "You know what? Let me just wait a couple of days after all this travel, because at the end of the day, what we are trying to do is trying to stop the spread of this." virus and i just don't think it would be fine even though we're quite isolated down here this is a barrier island you know we're at the and i'm at the end of that barrier island so this little community everything's quite sparse you know you you could you could go for a walk on the beach with somebody quite distance and and you're also like 
You know the way, like, in Italy, some people are saying we don't go out for walks because if we go out for walks, everyone will go out for walks and that defeats the purpose. We don't want people leaving their houses. Whereas here, yeah. nobody's down Nobody's down here. So it's not like you're, you're, you're setting a bad precedent because there's nobody here, you know? There's, there's probably it like 100 like a, people it on sounds this like a writer's, It sounds like a writer's wet dream. What? You're just in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, totally. I mean, this is where I wrote the book about my dad. I mean, maybe I'll write a book about my mom now that I'm here. But anyway, long story short, I did think maybe I'll just give it a couple of days because I have just come through like a high risk behavior of traveling over here. And God, I would die if I ended up like having it and giving it to somebody. So I think I'll just spend a couple of days just chilling in the house. And then I really feel like after two weeks, I might just be a bit more inclined to have like uh, safe distance walks with people and stuff like that but i'll definitely just do as many podcasts as possible do as much content as possible yeah. and uh you know just right now i'm happy because i was quite busy but i know that'll wear off you know i know there's something glorious about like not being able to work like you're like i don't i can't like and especially me obviously i work nights i gig nights it's actually so nice not having to leave the house at night it's so nice like and i can't i can't yeah, feel guilty right- about it there's nothing i can do yeah, yeah. Right now, I have to say, I feel that, that a bit of that freedom too. And I even feel a bit of a freedom of just because of the way my schedule worked out. Like, I didn't really have a lot in my schedule anyway this summer, but I probably would have found myself wanting to be busy because that's the way that. But, I, but you know, I, I would almost be quite happy to not work through the summer only because for me right now, I would be financially stable. But at the same time, I, 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 I don't think I, I'd rather not have the world ending. But there is, there is something nice about being forced to do nothing. The world is not ending. This will be fine in a couple of months. We'll be back out in the road, gigging, working. It'll be grand. All right. All right, Donald Trump. All right. The world is not ending. <laughs> just oh going to wash so... through. It's just going to... The Chinese virus is going to wash through. It's just going to wash through. Yeah. It's just going to wash through. That's the only good news, that Trump is going down because of this. Uh, yeah, I we'll think talk about is, Trump. Yeah. We'll talk about Trump the next time. We'll we'll keep an eye on Trump over the next couple of days and we'll chat about Trump the next time we chat. Oh, and I'm going to... So thanks, guys. Uh, hope you're all dealing with everything. All right. Trying to do as much content as possible on my Instagram. Two podcasts, videos, wherever I am on social media, come and check it out. And we'll try to keep you entertained. Uh, loving the feedback, uh, as much feedback as possible. Give us five stars on iTunes subscribe, leave comments, um, any suggestions for what you want us to talk about on the podcast, send it all my way. Funny stories about how you're coping, funny memes, anything at all, send it my way. Uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, at Des Bishop on Instagram, Joanna's at Joanne McNally Comedy, at Joanne McNally Comedy on Instagram. Um, and uh, she'd love some feedback too. Sure, the social media be busy because we're on the telly right now, RT1 with High Road, Low Road, Uh, Anyway, guys, we'll chat to you tomorrow, okay? We'll be back tomorrow. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 